We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal, Stories of Soccer Legends. Each Monday, two new episodes will take a look in some of the soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. All narrated by Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's Always Cheating Podcast. From Holland, Zlatan, Messi, and Rapino, I pronounced it correctly this time. <laughs> Can't believe I mispronounced our queen, Megan Rapino. She's the best. Um, and many, many more. Each episode will focus on the historical plays and personalities that make the sports great. So stay tuned after the episode and check out Golden Goal, Stories of Soccer Legends, wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. Make sure you go check out BoomtownHoops.com for all of your Thunder and NBA-related content. And join the Discord, damn it. It's awesome. It's fun. We have a blast. Today's episode will feature questions from the Boomtown Discord, so we're excited for that. I'm your host for the night, Jacob Niffin. Joining me... Up in T-Town, COVID Central of Oklahoma, <laughs> we have Taylor Peterson. COVID Central and also freaking, um, I, don't even, I don't even know what Central, just hot Central. We're supposed to be like in triple digits for the next six or seven days. It's oh, yeah. ridiculous. Oh, yeah. that I heard the sun will kill COVID, though. So hey, Let's freaking hope. Goodness. <laughs> we are also joined by friend of the pod. You've already heard his voice on this episode. 
in the intro. Uh, contributor to BoomtownHoops.com. Also, sports editor of UCO's own newspaper, which is called The Vista, I believe. Yes. It sounds and looks just like Kamiar. <laughs> Damn it. I can't get away we from We have her. the one, the only Jacob Silva with us tonight. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Very happy to be here. I cannot escape the large shadow of Kamiar. <laughs> Poor Jacob. Damn it. Short and brown. You guys, uh, you both got that going for you. <laughs> we do. <right>? We do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man hey hey thank you guys for having me on yeah dude we're super we're stoked to have you on here silva actually just dropped an article on boomtownhoops.com i believe your first article for boomtown hoops yeah so we will be diving into that here after a bit before we do so though but before we do that god i don't know how to talk <laughs> um real quick guys uh, i sent you both pictures of this last night but i have bought this projector that I'm setting up in my backyard so I can like watch movies and stuff, like stream them from my computer to this projector. It's pretty badass. It's 10 nice foot setup. by 10 foot. And then I realized I'm not going to get to watch any of these Thunder seating games because my projector is not going to work at 1.30 in the afternoon in July in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> when it's there's too much sun. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not going to be able to see it. So I'm going to have to yeah. wait for the playoffs for nighttime games. <laughs> Well, but even the nighttime games, like it doesn't get dark here till like nine, nine fifteen. Yeah, so bear. instead, I'm hosting movie nights with my family, with the uh, with the projector. So that's going to be interesting because my neighbors will be able to hear. So I'm pretty pumped because um, you know we, we recently moved into a, a new home, and so in our our back uh, patio area, we have a fan, and it's covered, so it's always in the shade. And I, we went and bought, I just went and bought like a, you know, one of like the $200 TVs from like 55 or 50 inch, like $200 TV from uh, Walmart because again, it's outside. So I was like, if something happens to it, I don't want it to be obviously a nice TV. Um, and it's been perfect so far. It's been going great. So I'm like super pumped. Like you said, Jacob, awesome. to be able to go out there, get the fan going full blast. Still won't be <laughs> enough during the afternoons. Um, I'm probably going to have to just like sneak a Thunder Games streaming on my phone, like at work. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I'm excited for evening games to be able to go out there, do that, and then come in here and podcast, podcast with you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. So my question for you guys is, what movie should I stream outside with the volume blaring at oh, 9 man. o'clock at night? Oh, shit. Step Brothers. It honestly, you, like, you can't say no, no porn movies, please. It's got to be start profane. listing like Bruno. At least no porn for your first oh, one. Borat. I was thinking I need, nice. to do, I need to do Django out there. Django. That'd be a good one. Uh, Actually, that was on TV not too long ago. Um, so I watched it for like the third or fourth time, and just God, just as good as the first. Oh it's my nice. God, it's so good. One of my Very favorites. Good. Django might be my favorite Tarantino flick. Mm-hmm. I'd probably go with Inglorious Bastards. Django That's and Inglorious Bastards are like right there. They're okay. they're both so good. You guys know Comier doesn't like Hateful Eight. What the. F- Hey, I, I liked Hateful Eight. I won't say it's my favorite. It's not my favorite. It's not my yeah, favorite, but yeah. it's good. It, uh, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. The soundtrack in it is awesome. Okay. The soundtrack in, in Django is incredible. Really Once good. Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was like literally three quarters of the way through that movie thinking that I didn't like it very much. And then I finished it and kind of reflected on it. And like looking back on it, I really enjoyed that movie. That's like the, the yeah, it, I don't know. It's just the effect of it. I um, haven't watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. It's slow. But it's it, like, it is once slow. you look back on it, I, I liked it. I, I like it a lot more it. looking back as well. Okay, good. 
I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but did you guys know that Tarantino was supposed to be directing the next Star Trek? Oh, what? Awesome. Is he going to? I think so. Like he's scheduled to do it, but I'm sure COVID's put everything back. But can you imagine a Tarantino Star Trek? It's going to be like a completely new spinoff. Like bodies exploding from like laser guns and a bunch of f words. The phasers will not be set to stun. And um, DiCaprio and yeah. It, whoever else you're gonna have like all these big time actors in it it'll be awesome god i really want to watch like glorious now and glorious is I so know, me good too. me too oh my god i gosh. do that this weekend you know who might not like inglorious bastards who deshaun oh deshaun <laughs> boom got him oh man all right i'll uh i'll stop now <laughs> that was a good joke very good <laughs> steven jackson might not be a fan either Oh, God. <laughs> Those two. Jesus Christ, man. All right. So let's start with some Thunder Talk, boys. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder officially down in the bubble. They arrived yesterday, Thursday, no, Wednesday, Wednesday, July 8th. Uh, in the evening, we got pictures from both the team and the NBA of their arrival. Steven Adams walking in with about six bags of groceries and a guitar. It's my freaking spirit animal, cool. man. That was um, so perfect. Terrence Ferguson walking in with his huge monitor so he can play video games. Uh, I'm sure Shay had like bags upon bags of clothes and sneakers. Uh, so pretty exciting stuff. The only player that did not make the trip with the team is Isaiah Roby. Um, I don't think that's going to be too big of a deal unless there is a massive coronavirus outbreak in the bubble. Roby was never going to see minutes. Um, but Robertson and Ferguson both made the trip. Two guys that we weren't really sure about. And, um, you know, we have, qu- we have quite a bit of questions about these guys going into the bubble. Um, but both made the trip. They are both there. And Lou Dort even said that he thinks Robertson looks good and is ready to play. You got to hope after, after this long that Robertson comes back. Looking like any plays, I just want to see him out on the court. We've we heard what was it, uh, two, almost two seasons ago now, him he, he was ready to go. I I'm just you know natural worry around that around uh, Robertson. Yeah. and and we've talked about it on here before, but I think this is make or break time for Robertson. If he doesn't play while in the bubble, he's gonna have a hard time getting a new NBA contract this this off season. If he does play, I think there's a good chance. But the Thunder practice on Friday. Uh, when you guys are listening to this podcast. So we may get some reports and some videos of Robertson on the court. Very good chance that happens. True. No, I, I think it's a huge chance that that happens due to the fact that he's been practicing with the team, um, as Billy mentioned. But I will say um, Billy w- would not give a for certain and, and that's right up Billy's, you know, that's kind of uh, expected from Billy. But he did not give a for sure answer, um, rather – he Andre would be able to play or not. Um, so we, we will, we will see him out there. He will be practicing with the team. Yeah. This will be his first time in five on five. I'm curious to see him actually get any sort of playing time in these playing games. I will say a lot. And I'm, I'm still under the impression that we probably have seen the last, um, actual real NBA minutes of Robertson on an NBA court. And I could be wrong. We could see him get a little bit, you know, some minutes here and there. And during these eight, Reseeding games, or these seeding games as, as they're calling them, um, basically the resumption of the regular season before they jump into the playoffs. But even if we see him there, I would 
again, this is a very unique situation. Um, so with that being said, I do not think we'll see Dre after those eight seeding games, I if we even see him at all. Um, and I hate that because Dre's an awesome dude. Um, genuinely one of like my favorite players on the team. Just his personality is awesome. But I just really worry that after two years off, um, not playing in an actual NBA game for that long, even the potential of like re-injuring his knee again or you know coming down with another injury as we've seen with other players uh, the most recent one and the biggest one probably being Kevin Durant uh, DeMarcus Cousins another example I do not see Trey playing long term yeah it's definitely concerning uh did you see that I don't know if it was Dre or his girlfriend Rachel Demida. It was, I think uh, it was and, Rachel that posted the Instagram picture. Yeah, that of them like hugging before he leaves for three months. The only thing yeah. that ran through my head there was, can you imagine willingly going to the bubble for three months and leaving behind Rachel Demida, knowing <laughs> that you're not going to get to play and you're just going to sit in your freaking room all day? Very fair. It's going to take a it's going to take a mental toll on these guys for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it will be better once they kind of get out of their, uh, I think it's a 36-hour quarantine when they show up. And they, even though they can't, like, be really close together, they can go on runs, they can be in the game room and all that kind of stuff. So that should be good for them. Uh, quick question from Discord. Uh, Darian asks us, if Robertson's healthy and ready to go, do you want him to get time over T. Ferg and Nader? That's a good question. Um, I mean... <laughs> This is such a cop-out answer, but I feel like it kind of depends, right? Like, if we see Ferg, or sorry, if we see um, Dre way more than we're expecting to during these eight seeding games, and then say the Thunder um, are able to make, like, a, a, a first round, maybe it's not an upset in the first round, we'll see where they end up in seeding, or even make it into the second round. Uh, obviously, that would be an upset if they won the second round. If we get that far, you probably want Dre playing meaningful minutes um, if he is healthy and ready to go. But with that being said, I do not see that being the case, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I think the biggest thing from the two players, at least that we mentioned earlier, leading into this question, I think it's Ferguson coming. He's ready to go. He's going to be 100%. Um, hopefully, all of his personal stuff is behind him, and I don't mean that negatively at all. I mean, he just has really been given a bad hand this year with everything going on from a car wreck early on this season to um, custody battles and things of that nature. I'm just really happy that Ferguson seems to be in a good place from things he's posted over the past couple of months, and now he's back in the bubble with his teammates. I think we could potentially see a an improved Ferg, um, similar to what we saw last season. And if you have that Ferguson with the same Lou Dort that we had prior to the season resuming, or sorry, the season uh, pausing, I think you have a really good uh, shooting guard, <laughs> small forward position there. So. All that to say that I think you prioritize those two guys right as of right now and their development, getting this experience, you prioritize that over getting Dre back if he will never be the Dre that we've known in the past. I agree with that. I think you give uh, – I would not be surprised if we see minutes for Robinson, uh, for Robertson early, uh, but I think the team is aware of the, of the situation uh, Terrence has been in all year, and he's also a big a big confidence guy. I don't, I don't know if you want to mess with that. Like You want to make sure Ferguson's getting his minutes so he can build his confidence back up before – real real games happen yeah it's it's interesting i don't know if dre comes back 80 percent dre like i think that guy deserves to that, play right. because you play him at the three and he's a big wing that can defend big wings like Kawhi and lebron that you really really need um dre could i mean to me the question is almost do you play dre over Baisley? and for me that answer is a solid no 
but over Ferg and Nader, definitely over Nader and maybe over Ferguson, um, just because they need that size. I think Baisley already has that size, and I would rather get Baisley some burn because Baisley's more in the long-term plans than Andre is. But I do hope we do get to see some Andre. The team obviously could use help at that three spot, the big wing, and I would love to see Dre get some time there. I would like to see Baisley get some time there too, although Baisley's, I think like over 90% of Baisley's minutes this year have come at the four. I would like to see Baisley get some ch- some some run at the three as well. That's interesting. And that's also, it, I love what you brought up, uh, Silva. I, I can't say Jacobs. We have two Jacobs. <laughs> oh, you're fine, man. So, uh, um, about the, the mental aspect, because Ferguson and Dre, um, ironically enough, very similar players on the court, but they're also very mental players. And I don't mean that negatively at all. Um, that's a very real thing that a lot of players struggle with. Uh, but they those two specifically it's almost weird how similar they are uh the roles that they play for this team and also their the mental aspect that they seem to struggle with on the court um so dre i I feel like the mental aspect really plays a a role in his free throw shooting mm -hmm. so i wonder what a fanless bubble system does for for both those players and and ferguson seems to be from the three-point line right yeah it's the same thing so yeah that's I don't know. It's really fascinating. I think it's going to be going to be pretty interesting. Uh, let's move on to some more of these Discord questions. Um, Cade Kimball asks a really fun question: Which Thunder player will be the content king of the bubble? For me, this is I have an easy number one here, but I want to hear what you guys think first. I think we're going to see a lot of TikToks from uh, Basley and Shea. Basley's my guy. Well, maybe my guy because apparently the U.S. government's trying to ban TikTok. Well, yeah, fair. But Basley's all over Instagram Live and, and Instagram Stories. To Silva's point, uh, Basley's my guy also. But I'm with you, Jacob. Or if, <laughs> I'm if with you, Silva. A... I would like to see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see SGA and, and Basley and CP3. Those guys together. Like uh, speaking of of SGA and CP3. Last weekend on the 4th, um, CP3 posted an Instagram story. He was watching. You know, obviously, he wasn't able to be there, but um, the basketball tournament, he had like a, a, he was involved with the team somehow. Anyways, he was watching it with Shea. Um, so it would be really cool to see like CP3, SGA, um, Baisley, and seeing them used to get other teammates involved. Like, Can you imagine like seeing like them like filming Steven and stuff? Or Oh, dude, even oh. Just, I can like, tell you right now, they're going to have videos of them those three are hoops junkies. Whenever right. I covered the blue, I saw Shea at like three or four blue games. These players are going to be allowed to be in the stands for other teams' games. That's awesome. I guarantee you we're getting videos of them courtside watching uh, Lakers versus Denver, watching Miami versus Indiana. Like They're just going to be hanging out watching basketball, like making videos and stuff. Well, uh, I feel pretty confident about that. You know what? Just that that just made me think of, um, and we're going to get into this here uh, later on in the podcast. But um, it was Terrence Ross who posted a video today of like the whole setup that the NBA has put together um, that they put out in the memo here a couple weeks ago about um, you know players being able to play ping pong and um, there's like video games and there's like old arcade games they have set up for these players. It looks really cool. And Jacob, uh, they brought the arcade Niffin. games for guys like Jamal Crawford, yep, who right. so old. That's the what old they school. used to play. LeBron, all those guys. Uh, but Jacob Niffin, Thunder Mom, um, you were saying, you know, how cool would it be if we could just get like a live um, reality TV series? But you know what? We probably will get that because just that's Instagram all these... Live. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I've been exactly. thinking about that as well. That's really cool. I, I, it's gonna be just so much hit fun. Me, but yeah, that'd be fun. So we all in agreement. Basley's going to be the content king of the yeah. bubble. 
Yeah. I think so, yep. Okay. Uh, who is the best ping pong player on the team? Uh, Cody Beat from Discord sent this question in. This one's you, tough. You guys have to explain to me why it's not Mike Muscala. <laughs> Oh, that's such a good answer. <laughs> that is a good one. I bet Shea's going to be good just because of the wingspan. Yeah. Right? He can hit the ball like anywhere. I bet Mike plays a lot of ping pong. He has Mike's to. such a great answer. Um, I was going to go Chris Paul just because, like, the old school dude, he, like, he's going to take it so damn serious. Try to show up all the younger dudes. He'd have the headband on. Like, yes, and I was going to say he's going to show up with a headband. He would yeah. go, like, total Cliff Paul. Exactly. On the <laughs> ping pong table. I was um, but I, so, Mike Muscal is my favorite answer. That's a really yeah, good one. So Mike, Mike's a good one. We'll go with that one. All right. Well, let's shift gears, guys, and talk about some Thunder news that's popped up. Shea Gilgis Alexander officially has a shoe deal now, and it's with Converse. Um, mildly surprising. I did not expect him to sign with Converse. Converse is a subsidiary of Nike. They're under the Nike umbrella, just like Jordan is. Shea joins two other NBA athletes with Converse, Kelly Oubre Jr. And Draymond. Draymond and Green. And Draymond Green. Very interesting collection yeah. of athletes yes. there. <laughs> but so Shea is going to be wearing Converse his entire time down in the bubble. Um, he's obviously posted some pictures of some shoes that are just the, the generic Converse lows that I guess were made by the same guy that makes the Kobe's. Uh, so Shea is pretty familiar with the shoe, but he's got them like airbrushed and like UK, uh, University of Kentucky, and OKC colors and stuff that kind of look like something you'd get done at the state fair. Uh, not to uh, shit on Shea's shoes, but uh, I well, saw they kind of look like uh, they're done at the state fair. Alex it's, Spears down to dunk said uh, he like made a funny quote tweet. He like quote tweeted him or whatever. Or maybe he just posted the picture and tweeted about it. But he was like, "Yeah, hey guys, my uh, my sister's really big into Etsy." And yeah. uh, she oh, came yeah. up with this I new saw that. design. What's funny is I saw his post before I saw the announcement that he had gotten the shoe, and I was like, "Oh man, I, <laughs> I could totally really see his cool. sister do that." Impressive. <laughs> so, but it does seem like Shay's going to get a chance to show his personality in his signature shoe, uh, which will eventually come out. Kelly Oubre has his signature shoe, which is inspired by his love of psychedelic rock. Okay. Which. So like Jimi Hendrix? I guess so. Makes a little bit of sense for Prince. Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Um, Drug but rock. we know Shay is, um, I mean, he, he said it, you can't spell swag without SGA, uh, which is a plug to go buy the swag shirt from boomtownhoops.com. Go check nice. it out. They are sick. They're so, so nice. nice. But Shay, as we know, fashion king, right? Like we lost one fashion king in Oklahoma City and we brought in a younger fashion king who loves shoes, loves dressing up. And I think we're going to get to see some cool custom shoes from Shea with Converse. Silva, you go first. I want your take. Uh, my, my thoughts on the shoe? Uh, shoe and just the, uh, the the deal in general. I, lo- I love the deal. Uh, I think I – do you guys know off the top of your head, um, didn't Kobe start out with Converse originally? D-Wade oh. did. D-Wade and Bosch did. I don't. I don't know if Kobe did or not. I'm. I'm not sure. I. Lo- I love that he went went that way. A lot of these. A lot of young players are are now. It, the last two seasons specifically are signing with smaller names. Uh, That's like a good point. Like Puma. Like and, Puma, yeah. New Balance, uh, and now Converse. I think it's great for him. Like he can build up his brand with that, and maybe when he gets his own signature shoe, his popularity is also elevated at that at that time, and he he brings in a lot of sales for Converse and grows his brand even more. I, I would not be surprised if that happened. I yeah. think it's cool that he's paving his own way rather than just being another Nike athlete or another Jordan athlete 
he went with something that he identified with more and something that's like off the beaten road where it's honestly, it's kind of like on a, a much larger scale, what we do with the podcast, you know, we wanted to kind of do our own thing and drive our own way and get people excited about what we do and not because of what we were associated with. And I think Shay's doing the same thing. Why just be another Nike athlete? Maybe the converse route doesn't go as well, but he gets to be an individual that way. Right. Yeah, right. I totally agree. I, I agree with that completely. Um, I'll start with my negative take on these first, <laughs> which is uh, they kind of look like clown shoes, <laughs> if we're being completely honest. Yeah. yeah. I'm definitely um, ready for the signatures because I don't just like the just exactly. the generic hoop shoe from Converse. Exactly. Now, with that being said, I t- completely see the Kobe design. It's like they tried to mold the and um, the ESPN article has this um, perfectly laid out and I don't have it pulled up right now but basically the same designer worked on these shoes as uh, it was it's the same designer who worked on the Kobe shoes and you can definitely see the resemblance he, he took the old um, Converse OG styles and kind of a I guess kind of merged the two the the, the Kobe low tops with this old school um, Converse style and, and and brought them together but I think the biggest thing for me is it's just it's so cool to see these these OKC athletes um, getting these kinds of deals. You know, it was a huge deal, obviously, when um, OKC that the Thunder organization was new, and Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook were getting these types of deals, being in a small market. But now that that's that's continued, even when these big you know superstar MVP caliber athletes like James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook have all left. Shea Gilders Alexander is still getting these opportunities in Oklahoma City. I think that uh, is very underrated, a very underrated aspect and a huge thing for Oklahoma City as a market that these players are able to express themselves, like you said, Jacob, but also still be able to secure these kinds of deals um, even without you know Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant around. I think that's huge. Obviously, Definitely. Chris Paul is still here, but I think this just is, is big for the organization. And uh, like you guys said, I'm really excited to see what they come up with in terms of an actual model shoe because – as you guys know, Shea will come up with a whole lot of different expressions and um, different um, styles and brands, kind of like Russell Westbrook did, you know, very Definitely. out there. So I'm excited. And it's, it's kind of cool when you think of the Thunder as a whole. Chris Paul is one of the top Jordan athletes. Uh, you have Darius Baisley, who is one of the top New Balance guys now. <laughs> He's uh, one of two New Balance guys. <laughs> well, yeah, Kawhi Leonard is obviously way above. Well, sorry, but, three. But, so you have Kawhi yeah. and then Giante uh, uh, Murray. Yep, and and uh, and Bays, and then yep. you've got Shea now with Converse, and you've got Steven with whatever shoe will fit his foot, and he'll wear it for eighty-two games straight. <laughs> so, a few questions about the Converse deal from Discord. Uh, Darian asks us uh, when or if Shea gets a signature. When or, when or if will Shea get a signature shoe with Converse? For reference, it took Donnie Mitchell three years to get his shoe with Adidas. What do you guys think? I don't think it's going to take three years because Adidas had some bigger named guys ahead of Donnie. They obviously have right. Harden and the Dame customs have been coming out for six or seven years now. Yeah. I, so, think, they, I think they may align it more when when the rebuild actually starts and Shea becomes more of the, the face of the team. They, they may want to align it to, to that event happening. That's a really good point, right? Because point. You, you don't want the converse... The, the Shea edition of the Converse kind of hiding in the shadow of Chris Paul's Jordans. Right? I, yeah. I think that's spot on. I like that a lot. Let me add something else to that. What if when this rebuild finally happens and Chris Paul and Gallo are out of here, 
and the the keys are given to Shea, and it's officially the new era Thunder. Not only do companies like Converse ramp up their their signature shoe with Shea, but the Thunder as a whole finally go through their rebrand. Oh, I would love that. That'd be perfect. I, would love I that. mean, it's it's perfect, perfect timing. timing. And right? I mean, at that point, you can even see somebody like Baisley um, kind of continuing to develop and turning into something other than, you know, who knows? Maybe he's developing into kind of what Shea is right now. He's at a similar stage. New Balance is doing new things with him. Um, there's a lot of opportunities there for sure. Definitely. I, I Do you guys remember Bayes' Phineas and Ferb New Balances? Those were awesome. <laughs> no, yes, I'm going to look those up, though. Oh, they were so cool. I think uh, we'll next see question. stuff from, from Shea with Converse. Yeah. Cade Kimball asks, are you, going, are you guys going to cop some Converse now? I'm going to wait until uh, Shea's signature shoe comes out. Yeah, or, I'm going to wait. Unless he has like a PE exclusive that I really, really like. I think I'm waiting for the signatures. Yeah. I I, I might snag a pair, though. I don't know. It depends when I can get back and play freaking pickup whenever COVID's gone. Fair. True. Freaking virus, man. Mm -hmm. Pisses me off. Jack asks a question that we've probably already answered, but is Shea signing with Converse a good deal for him? I think we're all generally a yes on this, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. We, we like the individuality. We like the branching out, the not falling, just being another Nike athlete, being another Adidas athlete. Um, so I, I love it. I did, yeah. And it, I mean, again, Shay's whole thing is hashtag whole lot of Kobe's, right? Because he loves the Kobe shoes. And it, what a perfect connection there um, that the same designer basically worked with Converse. Yeah, I, I would imagine that had, that had a lot of selling well, power. Under, and, and they're still under Nike, you know? Like, yeah, that's exactly. That's thing with all this. Still getting that money. Still uh, getting that Nike. I, I have a question for you guys. What's the best shoe you've ever hooped in? Oh, What's your fav- favorite shoe to play in? I had uh, some Lillards. I think there's like the Lillard 2s. Those are my favorites. That I really like my Lillards as well. I liked my Lillards, and then I like my, I think they were the PG3s maybe that I really liked to play in. Um, I never really liked playing in KDs, and then Russ's Jordan brands were just a little too heavy and bulky for me. Fair. Mm. So I have, I have two answers here. Um, my first love was back in fourth grade. This was a huge deal. I was able to convince my parents, things like for a birthday or something, to take me to uh, Foot Locker in Woodland Hills Mall in Tulsa, and I was able to get, or no, sorry, it was, um, gosh, finish line. And I was able to get the Jermaine Nils. Um, so, so first of all, our, our team was the Knights. So we were black jerseys, gold lettering. And Jermaine O'Neal was playing for the Pacers. So he had a black shoe, Nike shocks, but his were the only Nike shocks that went all the way around from heel to the toe. <laughs> they were Nike shocks. So for my birthday or something like that, we went and got the Jermaine O'Neal Nike shocks. They matched our jerseys perfectly. And they were probably terrible basketball shoes, but just because I was so excited about them and they matched so perfectly, I was the coolest fourth grader like in the entire Taylor world at that point. Taylor with fourth grade drip. I was, oh, I have a picture of it too. I'll send it to you guys. After. Oh it's God, just, we got to tweet it. Yes, we have to tweet it. I'll send it. I'll send it. As soon as we're done with this segment, I'll tweet. I'll send it to you, and we'll tweet it out. Beautiful. Um, so because let's of that, tweet it out. Let's tweet it out before we drop the pod without context. <laughs> without context. <laughs> I love the best, it. Okay, the best part is you can see my dad in the background coaching us, and like we're little fourth graders. He's going full on like yelling. Like he's no, like you Billy get Donovan, your ass there. self dress shirt. You get your ass there. No, no, no. He's in full Nike tracksuit. Oh incredible. hell yeah! Oh, incredible yes. matching shoes. It's Just great. like the ideal white band. But my, but my actual yeah, oh one hundred percent. But my uh, in, uh, Tulsa suburb, I mean, it, it is perfect, <laughs> perfect picture. I can't wait to tweet it out. However, my favorite basketball shoe I've ever played in was actually um, 
my I think I got on like my no it was my freshman year of college I wasn't even playing basketball anymore just just pick up like you said Jacob and intermules for TU um, I was playing at University of Tulsa just for fun and I found these Kobe's speaking of Kobe's they were the Kobe low cop low tops the cobalt blue I think is what they were called um, they're blue white and they had a gold stripe or a gold Nike uh, swoosh, which matched to use colors. Um, so I got them. I was so excited about them. But then I actually like played in them, and they were like the most comfortable, awesome basketball shoes I've ever played in. So I'm 100% with Shay. Sorry, that was a long answer because there was a lot of like fun rabbit holes to go down there. As I am very uh, well, was a great answer. Podcast, but those are my two favorites. Yeah, good times. I love it. Nostalgia. All right. So, uh, well, not last Thunder thing, but uh, second to last Thunder topic tonight. The Thunder have partnered with CAA Sports to launch the Thunder Fellows Program, unlocking new career opportunities for black students in Tulsa. Uh, and this is going through the Greenwood District, I believe, which is the, the home of Black Wall Street, obviously the, the infamous Tulsa race riots. Uh, Taylor, I think you've read into this a little bit, so I'm going to let you kind of take over and, and break it down for us. Yeah, so this is a uh, obviously very near and dear to my heart, um, being a... Not quite lifelong Tulsa, um, but I moved into the Tulsa Metro when I was about four years old. And so I, uh, a Tulsa suburb, Owasso, um, attended school there from the time I was kindergarten all the way through high school. And then last minute, I thought I was going to go away for college, but last minute, I mean, I'm talking like April um, before my, I graduated high school, I decided to go to TU, University of Tulsa. And so Tulsa has always been very near and dear to my heart. Um, I was very fortunate enough to actually be one of the few people probably here in Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, maybe the nation, not maybe, the nation in general, to have a teacher in high school who actually educated us on the Tulsa Rates Massacre. Um, so we actually had a couple days where we watched a video, a, a docu-series. Um, it was AP English, so we actually wrote like um, some, some different... Um, I always want to say articles now, I'll have it, but some actual essays about it. Um, and then we actually had a field trip where we went to a Tulsa Drillers game on Greenwood, and our teacher stopped us and said, this is Greenwood. This is where all this happened. You guys haven't seen this because you have the Tulsa Drillers Stadium. You have all these other things. And so, uh, you know, all these different, these restaurants around now. But this this is where all of this happened that we talked about a couple of days ago. That always really resonated with me. Uh, Mr. Major, back in high school, he, my, uh, uh, he, I can't remember his first name, but anyways, um, all that to say that um, it, it was really special for me to be able to go to Greenwood. And so growing up and, and then going to college uh, around the, the Greenwood area, I always kept that, you know, in mind. And so to see everything going on recently, to know the historical context there and to see that being more widespread um, across the nation even, much less Oklahoma, has been really cool. And I'm glad that's happened. And so um, the fact that the Thunder, you know, I think Sam Presti actually said that with all, all the recent things going on, you know, George Floyd being the main culprit there, but so many other things um, falling within a similar umbrella here during the COVID crisis, Sam Presti actually made the hour and a half trip down to Tulsa just out of the blue um, to go and walk the streets of Greenwood to see all this, to read the history, to see the posters and the signs that are there. The, um, there aren't really statues, but the monuments, I guess, the, the smaller monuments that they have there, um, reading those. And I think that's what really triggered this. And so the Thunder have decided to partner with CAA Sports to launch the Thunder Fellows Program, unlocking new career opportunities for black students in Tulsa. The emphasis is on data analytics uh, and creating a pipeline for jobs in sports, entertainment, 
um, technology, and even just getting business leaders in the Tulsa community involved. So uh, honestly, I, I'm an oil and gas, and there's a lot of oil and gas professionals here in Tulsa. I'd love to see the oil and gas community. I'm challenging the oil and gas community to get in Tulsa to get involved with this program. Um, the members will work on real-world projects for the organization, and those members will consist of black college students in the local area, so probably the University of Tulsa, but also other nearby colleges. And they will kind of be the mentors to younger black students in the Tulsa area, so elementary students, middle school students, maybe even high school students. And they're actually going to work on real-life, real-world projects for the Thunder organization. Um, I found this point really interesting. Each year, a member of the board will be held for a player on the OKC roster. So you can have a Chris Paul, a Shea, a Baisley, um, whoever, and Ferguson's from Tulsa, that'd be really special if he was on the board one year. You can alternate those. You could, you know, if Russell Westbrook was here long-term, you know, you could have Russell Westbrook on there for a while. I think that's really cool, really special, and those players can get great insight with everything going on especially. Um, it can really help contribute to this program. Uh, and then they will be building the Thunder um, and, and with I, the George Kaiser Foundation and, or, and somebody else. Um, Anyways, they're going to be building a facility in the Greenwood District uh, and launching in 2021, which is really special because that's the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. So that was a whole lot of details. I even gave you a little like backstory in there, uh, which is probably a little too much. But this is a really cool thing, and obviously, uh, based off the last however long I just talked, you guys know that it's very near and dear to my heart, being my, my home city. Um, I'm really proud of Tulsa. I'm very thankful for the Thunder and CAA for doing this, and I think it's awesome. Um, so I just want to give give you guys a chance to, to reflect on this and, and talk however long you guys I, want to. I think this is putting your money where your mouth is. Right. I mean, we've heard since the George Floyd incident, and then incident's not the right word, since the George Floyd murder and the the resulting civil unrest across this country that was always there, just kind of dormant. Um, a lot of the NBA franchises, the, the coaches, the presidents, the GMs uh, have been very vocal about supporting black communities and using their platforms and their powers to make a change. We've seen that the Atlanta Hawks have made their their location, their stadium is now a voting poll area for people in Atlanta where there has been a lot of like uh, voter suppression and gerrymandering going on. Uh, so that was big for them is to give people a place to come and vote for the Thunder. This is just straight up. It, it's paying things back to the black community to see it thrive, paying it back to these students, uh, the, these college, these black college students uh, getting to mentor younger people, uh, helping create pipelines to jobs, get people interested in stuff. Like it's a community outreach program that this is exactly what it's about, right? It's not about talking some bullshit for a couple of weeks and saying, oh, Black Lives Matter and we're going to black out our Instagram picture and then in two months uh, we're just going to be back to business as usual. It's not like, about that's, putting on a court in Orlando. It's not about putting uh, – I mean, yeah, It's sorry. not about wearing it, it on the back of your jersey, right? It's about exactly. tangible things you are doing in your community to uplift people that have been oppressed for so long. Exactly. This does that. They're not making the peak of voting a voting booth. Instead, they're investing back into a community that has a large black population where one of the worst racial crimes in the, the history of this country has taken place. And Taylor, I'm glad your teacher taught you about Black Wall Street it was, it was and the awesome. Tulsa massacre. Uh, just for so our listeners know, 
Black Wall Street is curriculum in Oklahoma history in the state of Oklahoma. So if teachers don't teach it, that is on them because it is actually in the state written curriculum, just so yep. you guys know. But this is putting your money where your mouth is. And, and this makes me proud of the Oklahoma City franchise for doing this. And I don't mean to get super political on the podcast, but I think it's even more significant that Oklahoma City is doing it. I think it's easy to do this when you're in San Francisco. It's easier right. to do this when you're in D.C., when you're in New York, when you're in Detroit. Um, but we know the political demographic of Oklahoma, right? And the Thunder are saying, screw it. We're, we're, we're doing what is right instead of some fans might say, oh, I don't, I don't like this. Well, too yeah. damn bad. This is the humane and the right thing to do, not the politically correct thing to do. It, and, and the politically correct thing to do in this setting, uh, in this geographical area of the United States. 100%. Yeah, you always say that you want uh, like equal opportunities for everyone. This is, this is a concrete way to provide that to a, to a population that has not, throughout our history, had those opportunities that we have. And it, this just makes me extremely proud to be a, a Thunder fan. Yep, I love Very it. Very good point. I love it. So uh, it'll, it'll be exciting to see it get launched. It'll be exciting to see... I oh, love the fact that so the players get to be part of the board. I, I love that as well. I was going to mention that uh, again, just to emphasize it. But also the other thing I want to emphasize is that last point that they're obviously going to be building a, a facility. I, I call it a facility, it, it, a, a building um, in the Greenwood district of Tulsa. But there was a very small note, uh, not even a footnote. I shouldn't say that, but just a little like segment in that article. Very small, couple of words, but it really caught my attention. And it was something along the lines of, this isn't a direct quote, obviously, but we plan to do this in other with the plan of doing this in other cities. So imagine this just being super successful, and the Thunder have this all over cities throughout Oklahoma. Like how incredible would that be? That'd be great. I mean, I love it. And you can. It, it, there's so many, so many opportunities. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's 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 great, great stuff. Um, and I'm I'm super proud of it. So yeah, awesome. Well, uh, let's take a quick break from the podcast to tell our listeners about BetOnline.ag. Guys, sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action for this week's big UFC fight, or check out odds on NASCAR, Formula One, and the Premier League. Can't wait for your team to come back? Bet Online has futures odds, futures odds, including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. I mentioned, you know, in previous podcasts, I mentioned the uh, Confederate statues that you could bet on. Well, now, guys, today I saw on, on BetOnline's Twitter account, which I encourage you guys to go and follow, they now have bets on which states Kanye West will win in the 2020 presidential election. Jesus. Absolutely God. phenomenal. So be sure to give them a follow on Twitter because they have so many things to bet on. They're the best. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE. So visit them, visit the Twitter account, see all the cool stuff, but then use BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. 2020 vision. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on. So Jacob Silva has written his first Boomtown Hoops article uh, over Steven let's Adams. Go. So we're going to... We're going to hand the reins of the podcast over to, to Silva for a few minutes here. Silva, kind of tell us, 
don't read the article to us. Make people go to the website and read it. <laughs> but get, kind of give us a breakdown of your inspiration to write this article about Stephen, what it's about, uh, and what your big argument is. Yeah, so um, I want to say I'm happy to write for Boomtown. It's an awesome new website. Obviously, it used to be uh, Up to Thunder. Um, great website, boomtownhoops.com. Uh, so the article, yeah, I was thinking as the season approaches, I was kind of going through my head thinking about how I felt whenever I would watch Thunder Games back when we still had that uh, in early March. And something I always think, and uh, I know you guys can probably second this, whenever you watch Steven Adams play as the season goes on, you, you always look at him and you're like, man, he's fighting through an injury. Like, he, he's, there's something going on. Like, it, whether it be he, he dunks and he's like holding his hand or he, he falls down and he's like holding his back. Uh, this season specifically, um, he didn't miss a lot of times. I think he, I think he missed six to eight games, something like that. Um, he dealt with a concussion, a ankle contusion, a knee contusion. So it got me thinking. That's that's something I, I see in Steven basically every season. Uh, I, I considered his peak uh, the 2016 playoffs back when we still had Kevin Durant uh, in that Warriors series. I think he was incredible there. And when Kevin Durant left, in my head I was like, okay, see, we just we extended Steven. It, this contract's great. We were we were not overpaying. He's gonna he's gonna fill out, and I, I figured it'd be like a I don't know a, a seventeen and ten guy, something like that, maybe a little better. Um, but but every season, I, and I started looking through the, the last three seasons specifically. Every season, as the games drag on, his stats decline. Um, let's see in the in the article specifically. Uh, this is the eighteen nineteen uh, season. I looked at pre and post All Star break. Uh, so eighteen nineteen. Uh, most of the season, he's averaging 15 and 9, uh, 60, 60% from the field, 55% from free throw. That's before the All-Star break. After, that lowers to 11, 11 and 9 on 56 from the field and 35% from the free Jesus. throw. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and that, that trend can be seen the, the last three seasons. Um, I, think, I think to add on to that, Silva, I think definitely you get that in the playoffs. I mean... The the dream scenario was to play Portland last year, and Ennis Kanter kicked his ass. Kicked his ass, totally kicked his ass, and so, like that should not happen, you know. So no. I, it definitely seems that he he goes downhill as the season progresses for sure. Yeah. So the so the stats have shown that, and uh, the, so the that, that's where I started at uh, for the article. And I, I think that this time off, what's it been three months now? I think this time is going to really make him feel refreshed. I mean, he's, he spent his time boxing out cows. Live, <laughs> that was my favorite part of it. Li- it was so crazy. Living the dream in New Zealand where COVID does not exist anymore. He's going to come back. Nice. He's going to feel refreshed. And he's gonna. I think he's going to dominate in Orlando. My my favorite thing to think of. So we saw the pictures of, of Nikola Jokic. Super skinny dude now. I would love for the Thunder to face the Nuggets in the first round. I, I would. I just want to see Jokic try and post up Stephen Adams. I just. I want to see what happens and now. Just want to see Steve, Steve giving him the work. Yeah, can he move can him he, like a twig? Can he move him at all? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I. I think you know you hit the nail right on the head here, Silva. That it, it's not only the stats, but the eye test. You can just see that that the decline over the course of the season for Stephen Adams. I thought that this year early on he started off poorly. Uh, was obviously dealing with injury issues, and then he really kicked it up. He didn't kick it up as much as I thought he would playing with Chris Paul, yep. but he he did start playing better. And I think part of that reason was because he had Nerlens behind him, who you know was playing 16 minutes a night and playing really really well. Right. Uh, you you mentioned the last season that Steven was really great down the stretch was the last season that he had Ennis Canner with him. Yep. You know, and and 
he had the ability to not have to play as many minutes a night because they had a very high-quality big behind him. I think they have that again now with Nerlens, And so I think that's, that plays a role in it. But I'm with you. I'm excited to see what he does down in Orlando and in the playoffs because I feel like for the first time he's going to have like his full health with him. He's not going to be battling anything. He's not going to be tired. He's a guy that runs hard and does all the dirty work, and that can wear on you after a while. So I, I'm really excited to watch Steve down in the bubble. I, I agree with you. I think he's going to be good. Uh, Steven, and like you said, Jacob, just the centers in general, um, having Milner's there is just absolutely huge. And it, it's been very apparent the past couple of seasons, like Jacob, or like Silva <laughs> alluded to in his article, um, you know, he definitely gets banged up, even if it's not serious injuries. Just the fact of battling down low every single night for 82 games and then jumping into some of the most intense basketball on the entire planet which is the NBA playoffs and being expected to play at the highest level um, when it matters the most. I mean, that's just so much to ask of a center like Steven Adams, who's kind of the glue guy who does it all. So um, I'm absolutely excited as well. Um, and to kind of tease an article that I've, an article idea I've had and I've started working on just a little bit, um, I'm trying to come up with some ideas of things to look for when the Thunder resume their season and jump into the playoffs. And I think Steven Adams and just the centers in general with Nerlens included uh, is definitely something that I should include. And I will certainly be linking Silva's article too because you, you, nailed, you hit the nail on the head with this one for sure. Definitely. So looking at the Thunder's schedule, in these like scrimmages, they will get to play Portland. So he's going to get to go up against Nurk. And they will play Philly, so he'll get to play against Joel Embiid. Then immediately up against Rudy Gobert. The next game, he'll be playing Nikola Jokic. The next game, he'll be banging with Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis. So, Silva, we're gonna put we're gonna put your article to the test right as the right as they start playing basketball. And I think I think it's gonna be a blast to watch. He'll get to play against uh, the Heat and Bam Adebayo. Uh, they'll be against the Clippers. Uh, he, he doesn't really match up well against Montrez Harrell, but um, you know he'll have that opportunity. There's going to be a lot of uh, interesting opportunities, and I think throughout those seeding games and those scrimmages, we'll really get to see does Steve look healthy and good, and is he kind of getting back to just his nobody wants to mess with him because he's the strongest player in the league kind of guy. Right, for sure. I am. I'm excited for it, dudes. Uh, speaking of. Well, we don't have this on our outline, but I want to throw this out here. I don't know if you guys saw this, but 538 posted their new mm-hmm. odds uh, on their website today for the NBA. And if you look game by game, they give you a percentage chance for a team to win each of their games. They have the Thunder going 4-4 four and four in the bubble. I love it. I love it because if they had the Thunder going 6-2, and two, um, the Thunder would not go 6-2. and two. They've been sleeping on this <laughs> God, team the entire true. season. We even, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast throughout the entire season. We slept on them earlier in the season. Go back and listen to our Chris Paul trade uh, podcast breakdown and our Paul George, almost year to the date, Paul George trade uh, breakdown that we did on the podcast. We absolutely were not expecting this this season. So uh, this team has been slept on. I don't want them to have high expectations. I want them to just come out there, rely on their chemistry that they built, um, and just really surprise some people. Because I think the Thunder are one of the very few teams who come out here and just shock people, shock the world. Um, I'm stoked for it, Assuming COVID doesn't just screw over the rest of this. Well, and 538 has the Thunder starting 0-3. 
against oh Utah, Denver, and the Lakers. Goodness. Oh. I don't think that's happening. No. We'll take if, one. We'll take it, one from Denver. I'd take two and one before I took 0 and three. I think I'm yeah. with you on that. Yeah. I totally think I'm with you on that. So uh Silva, tell us where we can find the article again. You can find that article at boomtownhoops.com. And at Boomtown Hoops on Twitter has tweeted it out, I believe. And Silva, you have tweeted it as well. Yes. Which is what what is your Twitter handle that we can find that at? Yeah, it's just JD Silva underscore. Awesome. So go check that out. Uh, read it up and then join the Boomtown Discord and talk to Silva about his article and what you oh, thought yeah. about it. I'll be on there. I'll be on there. You also can so, uh, find him on Twitter at KMarabian. Um. Oh, my God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it is time for us to take a trip, not really around the association, just down to Orlando. But well, I'm playing the sounder, anyways. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> Best sounder in the world. What a ride. Incredible. What a ride. What a ride. <laughs> so, as we mentioned earlier, teams are arriving in Orlando. Uh, Joel Embiid arrived today in a full goddamn hazmat suit. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw I that. I did. Yeah. But it was awesome. <laughs> also, I saw uh, shout out Perk for you know, oh my just God. Uh, pulling a last minute Trump and um, reversing his, his stance on an issue. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what he said, Jacob? Perk? Yeah. No. Oh, yo, okay. I typically so don't, don't listen to Kendrick Perkins. Okay. I mean, I mean, great policy to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, he tweeted. He, I mean, he, what was it, Silva? He like he was on ESPN yesterday. Yeah, first, for that. He was on first take or something. And it was like was talking about how you know Joe and Beast. Joel Embiid's strong stance on it and how he, basically he should suck it up, go out there and play. It's what we did in the old days, um, in a nutshell. And so then this video surfaces of and being a full ass like has hazmat suit or whatever and um hazard suit and um he like quote perkins quote tweets it so what did he say i don't even remember what he said the first time i can i can find out but okay. uh yeah he he, he he basically called him weak for yeah. like showing up in a hazmat suit yeah and so then he just gets blasted on twitter like within the first like three minutes then all Good. of a sudden it, it's deleted and gone it's just gone yeah and, like five minutes later um we're talking like five minutes since he sent the first tweet so another additional two minutes way to go big fella um you know go kill it or something along i don't know basically he completely reversed course and it was just hilarious <sighs> that's what perk an what an idiot Circu- all right well circulating through our media good times we have started to uh to get players in the bubble and the players uh, like to use their cell phones and social media uh, to the benefit of all. So the first thing that came out was the pictures of the food inside the bubble. Some food that a lot of people were very critical of, including NBA players. Um, what are you guys thought about the individually packaged food that was delivered to their doors? I, it's gonna be. They're gonna be. They're gonna be fine. They'll get real <laughs> chefs. They'll get real chefs eventually. I'm sure. But yeah, that's so just... the, the, this pre-packaged, like, delivered-to-their-door food, number one, I think it came in courses. Right. It wasn't all right. showed up at once. And number two, this is just for that 36-hour quarantine period. After that, 
they get the personal chefs and they get the the room service and whatever they want. So I think people are, are jumping. The, I'm, the, the food kind of looked just like normal well, it's fine, food. exactly. Um, that, no? Who was it? I, I completely forgot who the player was supposed to the first picture. But basically, like, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, if this is it, like, you know, it, and I was assuming, like, this is the quote-unquote vegan option that they talked about prior to the bubble. I was like, okay, that, that would be a little disappointing, obviously. But it was course one of, like, two or three. Then you see players like, uh, who was it? Um, somebody from the Raptors um, posted something. Or, uh, Carol, uh, Damari Carroll posted today, um, like, his, his full meal, and it looked incredible. Um, you know, very good. And then Mark Stein tweets that, like, you know, this, like you said, Jacob, this is just for the quarantine. And then today they come out, and I guess this is actually getting into something we have uh, here next, but there's uh, some certain restaurants in the area that can cater food in, and they actually hired a chef. And I don't have this tweet pulled up, and I should. Bad podcasting on my part, again. But um, a chef who has been the, the personal chef for the uh, NBA Olympic or the USA Olympics team, basketball team in the past also has worked for disney in the past and he's going to be working off campus to create um, meals for nba teams who wish to use that to be able to cater in these meals these personalized meals for these players so they're in great shape um must be nice no kidding i would love to have that yeah must be nice so before we get into those restaurants, Taylor, real quick, another question from the Discord channel, from the Boomtown Hoops Discord, uh, from Dylan Young, one of the founders of <laughs> Boomtown Hoops. How many school lunches has Jacob had to stomach worse than what the NBA players have posted pics of recently? Um, fun fact, I don't eat the school lunches. I bring my own lunch. Smart um, move. The, the, the school will not let me have a microwave or a mini fridge, uh, which is unfortunate, and Uh, To be honest, whenever we go back to school, I do not want to be going in the teacher workroom with all those other teachers trying to heat up my food around everybody, so I might just sneak a microwave in. Uh, You didn't hear that on the podcast. But um, I've typically tried to avoid the school lunches, although I will say whenever I was a kid in school and they would have chicken nugget mashed potato and rolls day. (laughs) That was the day. I'd bring enough money for two trays. No kidding. (laughs) I wasn't playing games. One tray, you would use the roll and the chicken nuggets and the barbecue sauce to make a sandwich. The other tray, you would use the rolls, the chicken nuggets, and the mashed potatoes and gravy to make a sandwich. See, I just dipped it all. Dipped it all in the mashed potatoes and gravy. Roll, oh, no, you got to put everything nuggets. together into one big sandwich. <laughs> this is this is unearthing very deep memories that I forgot I had. <laughs> Good old days back in the public school system. Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't eaten anything from that school cafeteria in a long time. I've never eaten at the school cafeteria uh, during my, my tenure of teaching, I either bring my lunch and then once or twice a week, I'll go out and grab my lunch. But next time we have a uh, Dylan on the podcast, we'll have to be sure to ask him this because I'm sure he asked that, um, with some pretty horrid stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a, not a fan of the, the school food. Can't so. blame you. Well, speaking of those restaurants and what would be nice in the school, uh, six restaurants will be catering for the bubble. I don't know if they're going to actually be in the bubble like chefs or if these restaurants will be off campus and be able to take food in. But those restaurants include Morton's, Palm, Saltgrass, Del Frisco's, The Ocean Air, and Joe's Crab Shack. Conveniently, all six owned by Houston Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta. You guys a fan of any of these restaurants? 
Okay, I didn't realize saltgrass was like a national thing. Uh, I thought that was very much a Oklahoma, Texas thing. Um, very good establishment. Uh, but the rest, uh, outside of Joe's Crab Shack, which is honestly garbage, uh, I can't really speak on the rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't eaten. I've eaten at Joe's Crab Shack, and I haven't eaten at saltgrass, but uh, at the beginning of the quarantine phase in mid-March, yep. um, I don't want to out anybody. A friend's... Uh, fiance works at Saltgrass, and they were just selling the groceries from Saltgrass. You could oh, go and buy cool. buy like raw steaks, nice. you could buy eggs, you could buy raw chicken. I mean, they have great quality too. I mean, that's big so time. we went and bought some chicken breasts and uh, their mac and cheese. Their mac and cheese, it's high quality. Just the the kind of the spices and the flavoring in it wasn't my favorite. Uh, the chicken breasts were really good though. And then I'm just not a huge steak guy, so I didn't <sighs> I haven't had Saltgrass steak. <laughs> I've heard it's really good. But yeah, no, I didn't realize that was a uh, national thing. Yeah, definitely. So, Silva, have you tried any of these restaurants? Just just the two you guys have talked about. Saltgrass is good. Uh, Joe's Crab Shack, not not far off from Long John Silver's. Exactly. <laughs> totally on brand for Tillman <laughs> Fertitta. So yeah. That's, he, yeah. Yeah. He's got to make out. his money. Must be nice for him, though. Getting right? bailed out by uh, bigger by establishments. NBA. Yeah. Um, all right, so more things in the bubble. A lot of these guys have been tweeting out their gaming setups. Uh, we've seen Josh Hart with his, his setup. Uh, he's got his whole PC down in his, cool. in, in his room in the bubble. Um, who else? We've seen Myers Leonard set up. Uh, we, we haven't seen Terrence Ferguson set up, but we saw him carrying a monitor in. Uh, you've got to assume that like Baisley has his kit there, and, yeah. and Dennis, uh, Dennis Schroeder has his kit there. My question, and and I don't, I know Taylor doesn't play a lot of video games, so maybe Silva is more equipped to answer this. What do you think these dudes are playing down in the bubble, Silva? Uh, the 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 trend now is Warzone. They're all gonna be playing Warzone. Yeah, yeah I, they're they're definitely like all that. on Warzone. I think some of them will probably still be on Fortnite. Yeah, like basically, I could see him dipping his feet into port into Fortnite. I can't, I can't <laughs> do you think anybody's that. playing 2K while they're down there? Oh, I bet you're yeah. right. There's gonna be a yeah. good amount playing too. I bet there's yeah. a lot of 2K and Madden, especially being if yeah. they're all in like the not all, but like there's obviously gonna be large groups in the same hotel, and those <laughs> people are able to connect to the same network. Land um, party. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my god. Uh, Dame Dame said he was bringing his PS3 and his PS4. He plays Fight Night, an old Fight Night on his PS3 still. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, yeah. but not only that, like we mentioned, um, it was Terrence Ross who posted today. Uh, he, he was one of the first teams to, to be down there, so he's kind of out getting close or maybe out of his quarantine. Anyways, posted the whole, like, uh, whatever you call it, the... The hangout the spot. The hangout spot, yeah. With yeah, the, the pool table and the, the ping, ping pong, pong tables and the, video and the, games. the arcades That's why I bring and everything. Up. Yeah, because yeah. they actually have, like, the Xbox and PS4 or, you know, all the the, the, the PlayStations and everything set up. Um, so even if they aren't playing in their hotel rooms the entire time, they'll play together there. Uh, so yeah, really definitely. Cool. Now, I know the rules said that they are not allowed to use headsets <laughs> down in the hangout spot, but they all have their headset up in their room, obviously. That makes, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get into some super niche stuff real quick, Silva. Uh, because why the hell not? Which NBA player in the bubble is grinding through the Dark Souls series <laughs> while they're quarantined? Oh, God. That's got to be Steven, right? That's such a Steven I, thing. I could, I, could, I could see Steven doing it. I could see... I can't think of very many Thunder guys that would be in, that would be really into that. Yeah, I don't... See, Steven is the one Thunder guy, I think, who would play Dark Souls. I could see Gordon Hayward like telling one of his other teammates to do it, but he would not actually play... Gordon, Gordon Hayward might. is just playing League of Legends the entire time. Just League time. of Legends, Fair. yeah. 
He is a huge League of Legends fan. I haven't played League in years. Me either. Um, kind of miss it. Silva and I used to play League of Legends for like 14 hours on a Saturday. Yeah. We would just grind. Those are the days. Um, That's awesome. I don't know who else would play Dark Souls down there because Dark Souls isn't like a competitive game. And I feel like a lot of these guys are playing things like Warzone. They're playing a lot of PvP games. I don't know who's like who's sitting down and playing The Last of Us Part 2. Man, okay, you have to have a lot of like self-hate to play The Last of Us Part 2. And I don't <laughs> think these guys really... <laughs> trust me, trust uh, me, I stuff. played it. Um, so, no, I think it's awesome. Dame brought his PS3. Uh, that's really cool. So, uh, well, let's get into some of the videos that have come out from the bubble so far. There's been some fun ones. Uh, first, Myers Leonard calling room service to order some beer. Have you guys seen this one? <laughs> some good old Coors Light. Yeah. Four Shout out my guy, Pat Light. Mahomes, baby. Richest <laughs> athlete in history and still God. still has that, uh, that Coors Light sponsor right after. That's my guy. Well-deserved contract. Well-deserved. Half a billion dollars, right? And he's over 10 years younger than I am, if I am correct. Half a billion dollars is insane. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so Myers Leonard ordering, what was it, four Coors Lights. That was funny. uh, From room service. We had Patrick Beverly drop a video, uh, him showing his his hotel room, uh, (laughs) including all of his white tees. Yeah, like freshly packaged white tees. Yeah, like those things haven't been opened. Polo yet. white tees. Yeah, polo I saw white tees. Tweet from somebody. It was really funny. It was one of the like bigger reporters. I can't remember now. Like some, maybe somebody from the athletic, but they're like, yeah, uh, Pat Bev is totally, totally shopping around those white tees. <laughs> hey, um, man, I got white tee if you want one. <laughs> that's one hundred percent. Pat Bev's doing that. And did Pat Bev has had? I got some. Did he have his gaming it. system set up? I didn't. I didn't see a gaming system. I, I think it was like a laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's probably bought a then, like you see a certain snacks. premium subscription. He had, like some yeah. like extra food and stuff that he had brought in. He actually has a super awesome view that you could uh, like overlooking one of the lakes or something. It looked really, yeah. really nice. I just thought of this. Th- did you guys see? So Stephen A. Smith had gone on. I think it was first take talking about how uh, NBA players weren't going to be able to last in the bubble because they weren't <laughs> going to be able to have sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then did you see Fred Katz tweet mm-hmm. of the the email he got? Mm-hmm. From yes. That was basically like a porno chat service online that you can yeah. subscribe to? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they get like a ridiculous discount or no, full access. I think like every player and coach and somebody they get full yeah, pretty pretty great. All right, so tune in to Monday's edition of the Uncontested <laughs> as we place wagers on which NBA players and coaches will be buying porn subscriptions <laughs> while in the bubble. If George Carl was still in the league. <laughs> We're going to have a segment. So uh, what category would each player be into? Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, All right. Man. Good times. Um, Terrence Ross, uh, we already mentioned his video of the hangout spot uh, in the hotel, in the bubble, uh, with all the gaming systems and stuff. And then we had maybe the most interesting video, the Dallas Mavericks. Sitting outside on their little balcony, all acting like they're DJs. That was funny. That was really good. They did a good job there. Because uh, at first it was just, uh, like I think, like Max Kleber or whatever. And uh, he was like pretending to be like the DJ. And then he, I, I don't even know who it was next to him. And then, uh, you know, there's like, you know, pretending like they have I think a crowd next, I think it was maybe Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I don't know. That, that makes sense. But then, but like, then they, at yeah, the they, end, it pans out. And it's like, and it's like oh, all of them. That was so great. Oh, man, I hope we get some good Thunder content like that. Me I really too. do. Me uh, too. Just to warm my heart, just to give me something to be happy about 
in the shitty world of 2020. No kidding. Lastly, um, my, my last note for around the association, guys, just says, what the F is happening with the Nets? <laughs> it's the Island of Misfit Toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. They are heavily leaning into just these season, this season meaning nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think that the uh, – no, no, I don't think. The, the Wizards are never going to force a playing game without Brad Beal down there. No Brad Beal and no Davis Bertans. The Wizards are screwed. But Orlando's going to jump the Nets for seven. I think that's pretty much a given at this point. Agreed, yeah. But the Nets have signed Jamal Crawford. They've signed a G League guy, a big, a G League big. And then Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Because he's close with KD, apparently, is what was reported. What a weird group of players, man. I mean, I know they just have have to fill out the roster. I get that. Yeah. But Michael Beasley... Like, I guess it's a good thing that they're not testing for uh, recreational drugs down yeah, no in the kidding. bubble. Well, because Michael Beasley was probably pulling a Dion Waiters on the plane down there and eating at a Shom said that uh, Crawford and Beasley were kind of two flyers to see what they can do, even if they don't go far, just to see if that's some two people they want to keep around, around Kyrie and KD, which just kind of shows you the direction that the Nets are like. They're basically yeah, putting all their they're, – they're pushing all their chips into the middle of the table. They're going all in around KD and Kyrie next season and, and the season after that probably, seeing what they can do. But like, it's just so dumb. I want Karis LeVert getting those minutes, you know. I want uh, – even Dinwiddie. I want – Well, Dinwiddie's not going. Oh, shoot. Yeah, good yeah. call. Good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, um, Dinwiddie's not. How many guys do they have not going? He's Dinwiddie, one of the guys not going. Um, Torian Prince is not going. Torian Prince isn't Torian going. Prince DeAndre Jordan isn't going. Kyrie and Katie for obvious injury reasons. Um, yeah, it's, it's wild, it's, man. It's a they mess. they had a, a mini breakout of COVID. So give me, uh, which uh, is a little scary. Just to complete this whole thing, give me Swaggy P in Brooklyn. We need him. Oh God, yeah. Get the people what they want, Brooklyn. Get him there, and then. Can we get a uh, mid bubble trade where they got to like switch hotel rooms <laughs> oh. and send Dion over there? Oh my gosh! <laughs> right, like why not at this point? Oh man! Why the heck not? I love Dion. Dion forever. Get your all right, guys. Forever. Get your weight up. All right, well let's get out of here. If this is your first time listening to Contested Man. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. If you like what you heard. Go uh, go subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. Also, drop that five-star rating for us. means a lot. Helps the podcast become more visible. Make sure you check out bluewirepods.com to find your next sports podcast. Go to betonline.ag to bet on that sport that you're listening to the podcast or for. Or Kanye. Or, or Kanye, Kanye. Or which Confederate statues will get brought down. Uh, or which presidential candidate will win which state. Um or anything else, I guess. Which NBA players are going to subscribe to pornographic websites <laughs> while in the bubble? We Check out boomtownhoops.com to see Jacob Silva's latest article, plus a ton more, and join the Discord while you're at it. Thank you again, Silva, for joining us. You can find Jacob on Twitter. He is at JDSilva underscore. Find us on Twitter. We are at the underscore contested. Uncontested. I say contested. The uncontested. That's, uh, that's the name of the podcast. We will be back with you Monday with our normally scheduled episode, and then Wednesday with episode six of the Under the Bubble series. If you haven't listened to one through five, 
go do it because it is really, really good content. I'm not just saying it because I help host this podcast. It is really high quality stuff. We've got some awesome guests talking about all the teams returning to the bubble. So you guys have a great rest of your week. Please, please, please wash your hands. Uh, Wear that mask. Uh, Wearing masks is actually pretty cool. If you saw Steven Adams in his mask, he looks like a badass. If you want to look like a badass, wear a mask. It'll also end COVID and we can get over this finally. We will talk to you again Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And as always, thunder up. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0 and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.